The VHS Files presents The Horror Section. This podcast contains spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. And now, your hosts, Josh and Jason. <laughs> we're back. Jason, we're back. We're back! And guess what? IROC is here. Eric is with us this time. Thank you for having me, boys. Happy to be here. I'm happy you're here, sir. We miss you on the horror section. Hi. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to finally make one, for sure. You'll do more. Trust so, me. Traditionally, and everything we've done up to this point has been older movies and things that we have a, uh, a, a tinge of nostalgia for and that we grew up watching. This time, this horror section is going to be a more modern movie. We're going to leap forward in time. Quite a good ways in time. We're talking like... 2018. Now, it's not the fact that we're like skipping all these other awesome movies from like the 90s and the 2000s. It's just this movie has a cool buzz, and none of us had really watched it until we decided to do this. So, tonight we're going to be talking Terrifier. We have heard a lot of buzz about this movie through social media. We all follow different social media groups that, that, post things about horror movies. Eric is very prominent on Twitter and Twitter talks about this movie quite a bit. And we've just heard so much stuff about it. And and I've seen all of these posts on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram about how art, the clown puts Pennywise to shame and all this stuff. And number one, I didn't know if I had access to this movie, so I never really (laughs) tried to find it and made no effort to even attempt to try and see it. And then once we started seeing it a lot on social media and I had a little more time on my hands to watch some more movies, I just happened to get on Tubi and it was there for free. So I turned it on one day and this movie is uh, something else. I'll I'll just put it that way. (laughs) It does kind of grow on you a little bit as you watch it. A little bit. Um, I've watched it twice now. So far. And... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I watched it twice, mainly just so I could watch it again for the show so we could do notes on it. So I just want to go ahead and throw some things out there for it. So Terrifier, which is a difficult to say apparently, was released in October of 2016 through a film festival and really just kind of saw an audience there and that was it. And then it had a much wider release in March of 2018. And that's when it got a very, very small theatrical release I don't know where that was. It had to have been, you know, California, bigger cities, uh, somewhere, few, something like just that. A few of the major cities, more than likely. And, and and just really started to generate buzz. Now, this was a full-length feature that came off the back of a a, a movie called All Hollows Eve, which Damien Leon, uh, the guy who directed this, uh, directed that as well. And it's more of a um, anthology film, it's anthology like, movie, which is uh, a movie that he made, but or the original. They had two original shorts. Uh, was it the Nice Circle and Terrifier as a short? And he mm, right. incorporated them into his movie All Hallows Eve with a couple more uh, shorts in it. And I did actually get to sit down and watch that before this. I've, I have I got through about halfway through All Hallows Eve. I haven't had a chance to catch it yet. But we do see our 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 Terrifier star here in, in All Hallows Eve. And he kind of goes over into that. So. Well, I... I watched Terrifier and I I was thinking this feels like a short film that's been stretched out 
and and yeah. then after seeing it i learned about the all hollows eve i hadn't even heard of that mm-hmm. and i watched kind of a a summarized version of it a very quick summarized ver- version uh, cliff's notes if you will and that kind of explains <laughs> a little bit of backstory with art and sort of that stuff which i guess we might talk about it in this but um mm-hmm. you know some of the demons and stuff that show up in that in one of those shorts that kind of suggests that art is some kind of a demon supernatural, supernatural demon, unkillable like, demon yeah. clown. right it was uh did you notice like uh there was a different person who had played art in the in the short films and in the uh, full-length feature but even his look changed in the first part of the short for the night circle which is the one with the demons he doesn't have the big prosthetic cheeks and mm-hmm. stuff it's yeah. just a little bit yeah, of makeup noticeably different. Yeah, but the demons like have that sort of yes yeah, yeah they do them that they sort of added to him to i guess kind of update his look or complete his look once they but then when you get over to like as that anthology film runs on we uh there's a painting with art looks more like what we're going to talk about here and then by Mm -hmm. the time you get to the terrifier short of the anthology and the the finish it looks more like the art we end up having in the full length feature of terrifier so uh, just a little more on the production of this i mean after all of that art just art kind of got this you know, people started to really like what they were seeing as far as Art the Clown goes. Uh, pushed uh, Damien Leon into doing a full-length feature for this, which was crowdfunded. Um, the budget for this movie was only a hundred grand, and we're going to get into this shortly. But uh, I mean, I think they stretched that hundred grand quite far, from what I can tell. It is certainly impressive to 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 know that. I I, I didn't know that. I mean, I would say most of it went into effects, probably. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's not a lot of money. So yeah. Cause like a hundred grand in Hollywood money is like a hondo for us. <laughs> cause you, <laughs> right. I mean, that's a hundred dollar bill to this normal Joe's hundred grand in Hollywood. It's like, you're going to make a movie with a hundred grand. Good luck. Actually didn't do right. too bad. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I, after learning the budget and knowing what, what it is, I mean, I am, I'm very impressed at what they did with this 100, 100 grand. Uh, I want to go ahead and play the trailer, and then we'll get into our discussion. Roll. What if that guy did this to your girl? What guy? The clown? Do you really think someone slashed my tires? Slash my tires? actually one of my favorite scenes right there. <laughs> he's just standing there <laughs> like, Hello. all right so terrifier I, I i just want to throw it out there what did we think of terrifier we'll start with eric since he's new to the show well i i'm a horror fan but i i'm really not the biggest slasher fan which i i know this doesn't totally fit into that genre but 
it feels like a slasher. Uh, I, I don't know, dude. It, it it was not. It was kind of a chore, honestly. Um, I didn't love it. I there's elements of it that I like, and but uh, overall, uh, did not like. Fair enough, Jason. Oh, well, like I mentioned earlier, it definitely takes a little time to grow on you. Like um, after two watches of the main film and then watching All, All Hallows Eve, uh, Art's starting to grow on me. I mean, it. I don't know if it's cancerous or not, but he's starting to grow on me <laughs> a little bit. With the way he looks, I would <laughs> yeah. assume the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a tumor. Dude, I, I'm kind of starting to dig it now. I mean, we'll talk more about it and pick it apart here and there with some of the, uh, I mean, obviously like they spent the money on the special effects and not the actors except for art, but uh, it's, it's starting to grow. I mean, I can see where they're probably going to get to about part seven or eight on this. I, I, well, I don't know if it'll get that. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I mean, I watched this originally in two different sittings because when you first turn this movie on, it's one of those that hits you over the head with this is a low budget. movie. Oh yeah. Immediately. And it's a little difficult to plow through that first section. Um, but I'm kind of in the same boat as Jason. Like, and I think, I think I may be responsible for getting Jason on the bandwagon because I was like, dude, no, you got to push through and you got to get to a certain point in this movie. <laughs> and it, you did. And honestly, like if it weren't for art, the clown, this wouldn't be worth anything. Yeah. And I'll just go ahead and put that out there. The actor and the character of Art the Clown are really what makes it for me. I think I think Art is the reason to watch this. Well, I yeah. think they they created a character that yes, and then they made a movie around it. I like the design of Art. I like some of the stuff he does. Um, you know, some of the clowny stuff he does. His right. physical acting is great. That's the stuff that I enjoy, like the pantomime stuff, and and I like mm-hmm. that he's silent and he kind of acts things out sometimes even Mm -hmm. when he laughs he's he's you know just pantomiming someone laughing but like i said it it felt like a short stretched out and i think it would be an awesome short i haven't watched the the uh what is it called all hallows eve yet yeah Uh, i've seen you know a breakdown of it but like if if this terrifier movie was an hour long even or 30 minutes it could be a really rad short film i very much agree with you there i mean there is a lot of this movie that feels bloated i mean it seems like they're shoving things in there there are a couple of characters that get introduced in this that you're like did we really need another character i mean it's only 82 minutes and we're complaining that it's got some filler but they could have shaved off about 22 (laughs) minutes of this and been just right but even the short of the terrifier section of all Hallows Eve. Uh, it, it's good. I mean, and you haven't seen it yet, but there are a lot of things that happen in that short that are in this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I did see some of that, that they brought some of that stuff. And I'm sure that was because this is his first feature. So you, you've got some ideas that you used in that opening, you know, in those, you know, first appearances of him that you want to yeah. bring with you that are, are worth using. That more people would have got to see this time around yeah, instead of the first exactly time people like myself who didn't didn't know about art before this well going back to what josh had about trying to get me onto this because i remember trying to watch this a while back even before josh had mentioned that we might do this this show about terrifier because he fell in love with it after he pressed through but i literally what josh was talking about i got turn it on not even five minutes into the movie just seeing what i what we're going to probably talk about i turned it off it's like this is horrible. 
this low budget movie. I, I turned it off. I couldn't even, I couldn't go any further as soon as I saw this one thing. And I was like, all right, I'm not watching this. But once well, you go through that, then it gets better. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I mentioned slashers, but I also want to mention like torture porn type stuff. Like uh, hostile. Like hostile. Actually, this movie really Saw. makes me think of Saw, particularly yeah. visually. Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 sort of i don't know what you would call it the sort of digital look to it that's sort of got this sort of contrasty filter looking business on it that yeah it looks like it exists in the saw universe (laughs) well everywhere they're almost everywhere they go in this movie is dirty and dingy and once really once they get in the building and the garage like that's where you really get that yeah. softy and i actually liked I, I i liked the scene in the pizza place for for the reason that it doesn't feel that way so much yeah. uh, it, i mean that's where it really starts to grab the viewer the beginning of this movie leaves well there's good and bad to it i mean we open with the tv and you get this interview and that's really, and I'm sure this is what Jason was referring to, like that mm-hmm. kind of turns you off. Is the makeup on the girl in the beginning is 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 not where they stretch their money? Yeah. <laughs> or well, that's where that is where they stretch their money because it compared to what we see later on in this movie, the the face makeup yeah. on this woman it's is like, not. It's good. like they went to the local spirit Halloween and put something on her face. I don't even know if they even went to spirit. They might have just went to Walmart. And, I actually uh, don't mind that that much, but oh, I, no. I feel like that whole reveal is super easy to guess. I mean, I, yeah. I, from the beginning, I felt like this is the end in the beginning, right? Did, do you guys feel like that was pretty obvious? Or, Well, when I first watched it, I, I really was kind of half paying attention. Again, I was a little hung up on how cheap it looked right off the bat, and it didn't really... It didn't really catch me that they were setting up that this event is actually going to end up being what happens at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it now, it's very easy to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the 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 fact that they set you up with the television and the inter- interview, and then you've got Art dressing and getting ready and getting his weapons together and all of that. Like this very Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy building the gloves style of like getting his stuff together and ready to go yeah. out to kill. And I've noticed that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff in this movie. The director is paying a lot of homage to the old, like classics, like where we get the first, the first time we ever see Freddy Krueger is him putting together the stuff on a, on a yeah. nasty table. Well, that's what we get with art. So he's, it's almost like, he's like, I'm going to build a new horror icon using what worked in the past I, just, yeah, jigsaw as well yeah the, the jigsaw there's some halloween in this there's a few other movies you see he even it. rides a tricycle at, at one point yeah this is clearly an effort to make a a a horror icon a character mm-hmm. in in art you know it's easy to pick on this movie for maybe not the best acting and and you know it doesn't look super great very easy yeah but <laughs> but you know it's worth pointing out that we like a lot of john carpenter movies that were on a shoestring budget that have oh, bad yeah. acting true and and you you can definitely tell that they're drawing con- john carpenter vibes in this well my point is that we don't we don't disqualify a movie just because it's on a budget we don't disqualify nope. a movie just because it doesn't have the greatest acting there's a lot of movies i love that have low budget and bad acting um, well, I'm always bringing up Ghost of Mars. That's not low budget, and it's got terrible <laughs> acting. 
and some yeah. people would say is a terrible movie. That's so. a high budget, terrible acting movie. I guess you know sometimes you can you can still create something really great, uh, even though you know it's like better than some of its parts, that kind of thing. And yeah. I I don't know yeah. that this totally achieves that. Um, I like art. It would be nice to have. I don't know. It, a lot of horror icons don't really have motivations per se, but he is a bit of a blank canvas as far as there's not much going on there. It's a very Michael Myers. It's it's just what, what drives him? Why is he doing this? True. Like, I mean, we, we, we get a Freddy Krueger introduction to him. It's just, we don't know anything about Freddy. He just shows up in a dream and starts chasing after people we learn more throughout the movie about him which we don't get in this yeah we get nothing about i will say that that's yeah we get nothing about art in this well we get nothing about any character in this there's there is no character development anywhere and i it feels like a if it feels like a like a haunted house kind of or or you know there's not this would be a really fun one to watch at a you know with a party of people on halloween or something like that yeah, uh, but yeah, but sure. to sit down and watch it as a film, looking for something a little more than what's on the surface, there's really yeah. not nothing. Where you're trying to find a character you can relate to, and all this, there is not any of that. Well, the simple fact that they kill off what you think is the main character halfway through the movie. Well, that's where I was going to go with this. Is is they they do that that they do the the psycho thing. Right. They set you up with a handful of characters from the beginning and you think you're going to follow them. And then halfway through the movie, boom, they're dead. Yeah. yeah. Which at the time yeah. when it happens, when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, that's a bold decision. Like that's kind of cool. What are they going to do with this? But they just continue to kill people and then it's over. So it, it, I don't know. There's, it's all in service of giving art people to kill. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's weird as a horror fan saying that I almost, I almost feel like I'm shitting on the genre, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I, yeah, I like whoa, horror. Whoa. I like... You're on the horror section here, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I am a horror fan for real. Uh, but um, I don't know. There's just, there's just not much to this movie other than the visual of art killing people in creative ways. And, 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 the the effects are quite good. They they look really good uh, throughout. I actually don't even mind the makeup of the of the girl that got her face eaten. I think that particularly after she attacks the reporter when she's got blood on that makeup, it yeah. it looks pretty good. Yeah, when he when she pushes her fingers through the girl's eyes yeah. and then they show her eyeballs popping popped out. out on one side and like that makeup on her, I think looks really good. Yeah. It's just the the after effects of what happens to the first character that we see but i do like like eric said once you see what she is capable of and then the 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 visual of her with blood on her face and kind of cackling because she's lost it that is a nice striking image and especially something to kick the movie off well there's there's a lot of great images in this movie as far as from a gore horror standpoint the the jack-lantern head um, you know, some mm-hmm. of the kills, one in particular is completely nuts. So, yeah, well, I, I mean, it, it is a movie that would be better served just being in the background of a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I think it's kind of cool because we get through all this apart. We actually get art early in this movie. Like, yeah. he, he's yeah, nonchalantly yeah. walking down the street and you see these two hot chicks coming from a Halloween party. See, in my first view, two hot chicks that are, like, too hot, in my head, they're going to die. Because they're not the final girl look. 
you know, that we get right. in movies. So I'm like, okay, these chicks are probably going to die pretty fast. And I think, well, they do establish the blonde and the brunette, and the blonde seems to be the, you know, I mean, the typical stereotype of the dumb blonde in a horror yeah. movie. Like, they do sort of establish a difference between the two of them, and you th- you think you're going to follow Tara, the one, I think yeah. that, I think that's the character's name. Tara right? and Dawn. You got yeah. Tara and Fire, I think the other girl's Fire. Tara Fire. Sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dad I'll jokes. see myself out. Uh, but yeah, Tara is weary of of the clown immediately. She right. can tell. So you think she's going to be your final girl because she's onto him early. But I love the entire pizza place scene. Oh, dude. It's not the greatest dialogue, but it sets up art and then the girls, and it's very playful. Like it could go in any direction at this yeah. point. Now let's talk about the one thing. We're in the the pizza place. That smile, that right there in its own is very. It's a very iconic look. And I mean, I think that's pretty much what's on the cover is him doing that. And then with him being very playful with the girls, while he's sitting there, he goes over to the machine and gets a ring and puts it on Tara's finger. It's. It seems to be very innocent and playful, although his face looks terrifying. Yeah, the design of him is good. I I like the way he looks. I I like the little hat. And, you know, obviously you're kind of playing with, I mean, you've got a, an evil clown. You know, we've got lots mm-hmm. of evil clowns in movie history. That's kind of a crowded room there. He, he kind of <laughs> looks like the, um, what is it, the man who laughs or, or you know, the, the yeah. original inspiration yeah, or yeah, Joker, yeah. you know. You've got a lot of clowns out there, and I think they've made a clown that kind of stands apart a little bit, looks looks cool. And I like how over the course of the film, he, he kind of gets more covered with blood and almost pristine even his makeup yeah, like yeah. the makeup the white face paint on him looks very very good and over the course of the movie yeah like i i like that aspect of this how it just continues to get worse and worse throughout if, the movie. now correct me if i'm wrong the makeup especially is done by the director i think so the director actually did the makeup and stuff the prosthetics because there's a trailer out there for terrifier 2 that they're it's the director and art and somebody else and they talk about every time they shoot they basically have to pull it off throw it away and make another one and when he's putting on his makeup you can you can see that that's his face like he's not wearing a mask he's his face is all screwy looking like that which is interesting what's her name uh dawn went over and took a freaking selfie with art yeah she's not gonna let this creepy looking guy get her down yeah face and like ah, and he didn't seem too happy about it either but uh, he's still smitten with tara and we later learned that he basically went and shit all over the walls and wrote his name <laughs> and shit and if it's pretty cool because like on a blu-ray quality shot you can see where he wrote his name art and wall and it's all nutty oh nice it's, it, 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 it's, it's nutty <laughs> too some nuts in there maybe some corn Maybe a couple uh, kernels of corn in there, but I noticed that they put that in there, and that's also from the short. He had an incident in the, one of the, the short film where he had shit all over a gas station bathroom. Yeah, it's like his calling card or whatever. Yeah, he's shit he in is, your bathroom. He's like, hey, I made some art on your wall with shit. Yeah, he's just as like vile and disgusting as you can imagine. I, I forgot the other guy's name that's in the pizza parlor. It's not important. At all. Well, Steve makes him go in there, and he's the co- the, the other guy's the cook, and he's making him scream. And you get that scene of him wiping the toilet. Time and a half, or I walk. He, he's pissed. Hey, somebody's got to clean it up, you know? Yeah, but it's just like, right. I'm the cook. And then we walk out, and, and that's he's hollering for Steve, and this is where we get our first kill of the, this part of the timeline, is we get the Halloween 
head of Steve with looks like matches or candles in his eyes and his nose. Like he cut his nose off too. Which honestly, that's a good shot. You're, you're, you're referring to, to 2018's Halloween where they did like a pumpkin style yes. decapitation on a cop. But this movie came out before that. So uh, if anybody's ripping anybody off here, it's David Gordon Green's taking a little bit from Terrifier. But they do look very similar. Oh, yeah. Some of my favorite moments of this is when they cut to Art and he's just frozen. And then all of a sudden, boom, he just comes at you. Like he's got that good, solid stance of just kind of looking and looking weird and creepy. And then all of a sudden he's after you. Yeah, he does great pantomime. And uh, that's what right. I think landed the guy. Who, uh, what's the name? David Howard Thornton. Thornton, yeah. When he went to audition for the part, he actually did the pantom- uh, pantomime kill in order to land hmm. the part. And I could see it because, like, the facial expressions, his body movement and everything, he sells art great. But then we get, like, the brutality of art. I mean, of course, you see Steve's head cut off. But he's sitting there and you see him shove that knife into the cheek of that guy. That's where this really starts to push it is because we could be good enough with just a knife right in somebody's face, but no, they're going to take it the extra step here and stab this dude in the face multiple times. That's the thing about the makeups in this is they don't, they've got it set up in a way where they don't have to cut away from the macabre nature of it. Whereas in most movies, when you're stabbing somebody, you're cutting away because obviously can't stab someone. They they took the time to set up the practical effects here to where they're going to show you the nitty-gritty of this. Well, yeah, I really can't believe that. I mean, the movies are rated R, but there's some times they really push NC-17 with some of this. The draw of this film for horror fans is is the gore and that, and that character of art just being this sort of, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pretty striking visual. I, I can certainly see why this got attention, just based on the brutality of it, you know. We get the shot of the guy's face, and you can see his tongue over here. Yeah, like, just wiggling it's, off to the side. It's that they're still twitching over here on the side. I'm like, now that, and the, even the music laid over that is actually pretty cool. The the score in this also has nodes of Halloween. The, the little piano piece that they play throughout. Yeah, there's there. a scene that's late uh, coming up in a little while that is very, as soon as you hear it, it's like, oh my God, that's so Halloween. <laughs> but in order to move our movie along, like yeah. they generically have the girls leave, they're freaked out their tires flat and they think did art do it and one of them needs to go to the bathroom i mean all of this is very just generic easy to move things along sort of stuff goes into a creepy building to use the bathroom and the bathroom is nasty with rats and everything else and she still yeah but i do like that that shot where dawn is in the car and she thinks tara's gotten back in you cut over and nope it's art in the car with her. I love that shot where, cause I mean, she's just looking forward, blah, blah, blah. Like that, and it turns her and he does that thing, that smile. And it's at this point, I'm wondering though, where we're, they've, they've, they're in this building. That's about to be smoke bombed for bugs rats and, and tests and rats. But what I can't help but think now, especially watching it twice is art seems to know his way around this place pretty well. Like, is this where arts home base is? I was wondering that when I watched it too. Or is this just some building? But no, I don't think so. I think this is pretty random. I, maybe, maybe it's linked to him kind of being maybe a supernatural being or immortal. Yeah, he he can. I mean, particularly in the All Hallows Eve stuff, and we see it a little here. He can, you know, he'll be behind you, and then you, and then you know, you can drive 
I guess in All Hallows Eve, there's part where a girl drives away from him and then he's out in front of her. So like he can just be anywhere. He's yeah omnipotent. You know, he yeah. can just yeah. show up anywhere, be anywhere. You, you can't really escape him, which I, I do like that they at least you can injure him briefly. But clearly yeah, he's, do. you know, he takes a bullet to the head here yeah. he and gets back up like there's um, no stopping this dude. And this is another one of my favorite scenes is that part where Tara's trying to leave. And she goes to the back to the front door. You guys at home can't see this, but I love how he's just got his hands all stuck up like this. And he's like, just with right. his head. Almost tilt. like she caught him in the act of something, you know, like he's just frozen in this, like, like, oh, you just caught me stealing a cookie from the cookie jar. And then all of a sudden it's boom, I'm, I'm coming yeah, after you. And then again, I love how he does that. Like I said, I mean, the makeup along with the actor's ability to have his face do that, even with prosthetics on it. Uh, it he sells it i mean it's great yeah it's effective he's he's creepy and here i mean this is where they really kind of bloat things because i mean they do have art stalking tara around this building for quite some time they even established some crazy woman in the building who carries a doll That's around cat lady yeah i don't i don't need that in there i don't yeah. need a, no. a lady that thinks it's an apartment building and is talking yeah. thinks you're the new neighbor and she's got a, a doll and none of that ties into anything but cat lady plays a uh, because of her we get a really cool scene of art later <laughs> but that could be that could be anyone that didn't need to be her right yeah right i mean it, it could have been dawn it could well no it couldn't have been dawn well, it could have been tara for sure but um <laughs> yeah you that's know. true yeah we will, we'll get there in just a second but i mean we're i mean we're pretty much there i mean we're we're gonna talk yeah. i mean if this movie is known for anything other than Art the Clown, it is a specific scene in the middle of this movie. Uh, he's terrorizing Tara. Even when we cut to the shot of him in the car with Dawn, we just cut away from that. We don't see him do anything to her. And then finally, he he hacks up Tara's leg a little bit and actually put drugs her. She thinks she's getting away. She thinks she's getting to the guy who's about to, to bomb the building, and he gets her and drugs uh, her. That's a cool little jump scare, too, because it's the whole running down the hallway. He's got headphones in, screaming, mm -hmm. and then, again, Art comes out of nowhere, like, literally almost looks like he rises up behind her, holds her, and stabs her in the neck with some kind of drugs or whatever to drug her out. They do... They do do that shot at one point, and I don't remember if it's this one or if it's later with the cat lady, but there is one particular shot where someone is moving backwards, and all of a sudden he just rises up from behind them. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really good, too. Yeah. And, that's some, and that scene, too, is uh, where he's doing the drug thing. That happens in the All Hallows' Eve, too. Same yeah, thing. He, yeah, he uses the drug, yeah. And the horn. He, we can see here that he likes to toy with his victims because we find out he just ties Tara up, and we find out Dawn is not dead. She's... Hanging splayed upside down, naked. Like a deer at hunting season. Like a deer. Yeah. <laughs> and he again he's playing with Tara. He I it's very very disturbing to watch, but I like when he's with Tara and he's got the little hatchet and he, he goes at her face and he doesn't do it and he's like laughing. He's really, really messing with this girl. And then he's we we don't see Dawn right away. He's got her covered up, but then he and then he pulls the hacksaw out and pulls that drapery down, and there she is. Yeah. And at this point, I when I was watching this movie for the first time, I didn't know about this 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 scene. I didn't either. Yeah. And then when this thing kicks off, like I was a little taken aback by the fact that there was some nudity here because with this being so low budget, I didn't think you'd they'd, they'd go into the nudity aspect of it. You definitely don't keep your mind there because. After that, it's he hacksaws this girl in half from, from her vagina 
downward to her head. All the way down to the top of her head. You kind of get what's about to happen, and you're like, there's no way they're going to do this. And there's no way they're going to show this. Oh, no. We get the majority of him going through her body and, and the her intestines falling onto the floor. And Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, this is where it, it gets into torture porn territory, and, and that's yeah. really not my jam. I, I can admire the effect and say, wow, that was well executed. But as far as, like, my horror taste, this yeah. isn't really for me. I know some people it, like nastier the better, but I mean, you know, for our listeners, I've watched all manner of, of horrific films. I mean, yeah. you name it, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't shy away from gore by any stretch, but um, yeah, I don't know it. I don't love it just from an entertainment standpoint. The entertainment aspect of it is, is really not what I'm, what I'm grasping from it at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm not saying you're entertained by the idea of it. <laughs> I'm more or less blown away at the fact that they are doing this heinous thing and they're showing you every single bit of it through practical effects. Yeah, it's yes. it's it's bold. It's a bold move for sure. Where where this one takes its stance and says we're going to stretch this $100,000 budget that we have. I mean, they probably couldn't afford CGI with that kind of a budget. Mm-hmm. But most low-budget horror movies in this sort of vein would go straight to a CGI effect for that. And it would be, I mean, I would not respect this movie like I am respecting it now if they would have done it. Or it would have been, you know, slightly off camera or, you know, you would have seen sawing with some blood splatter or something like that. I I also kind of like the, I mean, you know, he's a clown. Clowns do magic and he's sawing a woman in half. It's just kind of like a fun. The things I do like about this movie are when he's doing clowny stuff, uh, you know, yeah. stomping on the guy's head with clown with his big clown shoes. Mm-hmm. Or that's what I also like is how they always cut to him walking through places with these giant yeah. clown shoes on. I, I really like that. Yeah, it's just like because you you were talking about the bigger hor- uh, budget horror movies. If they were going to cut a woman in half like that, I mean, they might have pushed it with hostile because you knew what you were getting into. But the fact this is a low budget movie and they show you pretty much from beginning to end of, uh, in her nude. Still cutting her all the way down to her head, and he didn't even finish. Yeah, just got down gnarly. to the. Yeah, I mean, you're like, whoa, that's pretty intense. But then, mm-hmm. uh, Tara, you like you said, you think she's gonna be the final goal? Gets out of the chair, knocks out Art. They go fighting, they get the big fight scene between the so-called final girl and the big bad, hitting with the two by four and shit. And then he just goes, "Fuck you! I'm just gonna shoot you," and just shoots her right in the fucking leg. <laughs> That's the other aspect of this movie where it turns it's on, it turns what you are expecting on on its head because he's established this slasher persona and what what do slashers usually kill with something something of a knife or something of that yeah. nature but this one is like oh no just when you think she's got a chance I oh, know I'm just gonna fucking shoot yeah her. he breaks the rules he breaks the horror rules yes and you know again that in a way that's fun but then it's also it, it also well, just makes him. So, I don't know, a little overpowered for me or something. Well, it's just, I think it's more, they're trying to go for the brutality. He's like, he doesn't care how he kills you. He's just going to kill you. Right. I mean, because he shoots her and then she's on the floor and he walks up and shoots her in the side and she's still alive. And then he shoots her right in the cheek and you think she's dead and he goes to pull the trigger and he's out. And I love the, the expression of him like, 
mad at himself because I'm out of bullets, you know, yeah, but he's that, pantomiming all this and then he walks away. You're like, well, what is he going to do? That is a fun tease that you think, oh, maybe she might survive this. Right. She, she, she's got a hole in yeah. her cheek and he goes and, and it's kind of a sequence of him going and getting another clip and reloading and, and, and coming back. And, uh, and then he just empties the magazine into her face, you know? Yeah. And he's been, He's been so playful up until this point. I mean, obviously, he's very freaky looking when he does his his toothy smile and all that stuff. But one thing that strikes me about Tara's death is he he seems very cold in it. Like, obviously, he's very cold in everything he's done so far. But usually, it's like like even when he's sawing through Dawn and he's down at like getting through down to her head, like it cuts to him and you can see he's enjoying what he's <laughs> yeah. doing. Like he's, it's almost, he, he almost looks like he's jacking off to a point where like, <laughs> this is enjoyable. I love the song. Like he's just yeah. getting off on it. Yeah. And then, you know, when he, when it comes time, I mean, Tara's already been shot in the cheek and then he comes back and he just has this. Yeah. He does seem angry. Like he's got rage where the rest of the time he's more or less having fun. Yeah. I uh, Tara's sister Victoria, who they had called earlier in the movie because of the flat tire, is now there walking around the building, and she can't hear gunshots. No. <laughs> I mean, I love it when he goes and walks by Don's corpse and takes a selfie with her hanging, cut up corpse. That is back to the art right. we know after the cold. That's part. the you know when they're in the pizza place, she she's being playful and like doesn't care about the fact that he's a creepy clown. She selfie. takes a selfie with him and all that stuff. And it's a nice little uh, 180 moment for him to come back and just kind of. But I even like how he does it too. He's like fluttering his eyes and he's trying to get the nice smile. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like that. Like he's really trying to get that selfie that's going to get him for 400,000 likes on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is where more bloated stuff is in the movie. I mean, you've got the the cat lady who witnesses the death of Tara. That whole thing. And that leads that leads to a path with this doll. And like, again, this is where they bloated it a little bit. Yeah. It leads to a, a really an, another, like if, if Dawn being cut in half is the fucked up scene, this is second, this is honorable mention where he takes out the cat lady and is wearing her scalp and has cut off her breast and is wearing the breast over him. And he's just dancing around naked with all like a very Hannibal Lecter or Buffalo Bill moment. Yeah, very <laughs> Buffalo Bill. That is straight from serial killer Ed Gein, man. That's where all those movies were based on. Is the yeah, fair point. Gein, fair point, Jason. Yeah. Where he used to walk around and do that. But I even liked a little bit of interaction he has with the cat lady when she's talking to whatever art is. It's like, is, was it says is there any kindness of you have you ever felt a touch a mother's touch have you ever felt a mother's touch and stuff yeah. like it's kind of a cool and then he starts sucking on his thumb and he leans into her like he's been neglected his whole life I, and, I, I feel like that could be something good but yeah. they don't do anything with it yeah yeah it was an attempt at a character moment that has no no moment I mean, well from from what I gleaned from the film, I, I, I didn't real I didn't think it was her actually getting through to him for a second, a la, you know. Oh yeah, there was never a point where I was like, Oh, she she's gonna walk away from yeah, this. Yeah, you know, so. you know uh, Friday the thirteenth too, where the girl starts talking like she's his mother. She puts on yeah. the sweater and, and yeah. kinda messes with his head a little bit there. You think they're kinda doing something there, but I don't think so. I think it's just him just going but with I, it for a minute and then, you know. 
I will have to say of the acting in this movie, just that one scene with that woman, that's actually probably the best acting. Yeah, (laughs) she did pretty good just on that one little scene right there. The bloated aspects of the movie are the parts that almost work the best, but they're 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 within this movie that would move faster without those parts. Cut the cat lady, cast the cat lady actress as the sister. Yeah, true. There you go. True. There you go. Yeah. It el- it, el- it eliminates a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that that is a great great way to look. That said, at it. this mean, guy's trying to make a feature length film, and this is eighty two minutes, so you can't really cut too yeah. much. Out. <laughs> but well, back to the Ed Gein Buffalo whatever moment when he's that again the body acting when he's yeah. walking around with the woman's scalp and her boobs that he just freaking cut off of her and i, I don't know if he's nude or did he have something there? because he he is nude the only thing he didn't take off was yeah to me it looks like yeah it looks like he's doing some kind of buffalo bill thing it almost looks like he even may may have like cut off a piece of a piece of her and put that down yeah. there as well he's kind of his knees are together when he's walking he's a little funky but you're right that is a, a striking image particularly when he comes out of that room or whatever yeah and he's kind of creeping through this the shadows looking like that it, yeah i mean there's lots of striking images in this movie mm-hmm. and that's where it's the strongest i think yeah. is and i like when yeah. victoria she she hid in the little double cabinet he knows she's there and she's looking through the dude just the shots of her looking at the peephole and his face when he's looking at and he's like pointing at her going yeah and that's mm-hmm. a tr- that's a like a a, a horror trope as well you know, looking through a keyhole or a, a peephole or something. Yeah, then you get the, I walked away, I'm gone, and then he pops up right in front of the peephole. Yeah. And then you hear the horn honking outside from Exterminator Number 2 has showed up. But I love how he walks away. The movie Subspecies, there's a vampire in there, and I, the way he walks, with, and they, all, they always show him walking away with his hands out like this and the shadow on the wall, there is the exact scene of Art doing that when he's walking back down the steps of the creepy walk with his shadow on the wall. And you, yeah. and I was like, dude, that is such a cool shot right there. But again, the, uh, the other exterminator shows up and while he is absolutely not necessary, his death is great. Another great practical effect that they show you the whole thing. He's holding yeah. him and he's just like sawing through his neck. Oh, I just like how he first like stabs him in the head, like a pumpkin. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he's carving a roast. Like he takes the knife in the head and he uses that as leverage yeah. to start sawing the neck. And yeah, I mean, again, a character that doesn't need to be there but has a great death in the movie. You can't fault the effects here, you know. No, no, they all look good. But I, I, I do like when Victoria is that her name, Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. I, I like when she's, you know, he's discovered her again, and he puts the bag over her head, and you think he's got her at this point. Yeah. They take the time to make you sit there and go, just tear the hole, just just tear a hole where your mouth is. And luckily, she's smart enough to do that. So they give you this little juxtaposition of, okay, well, we don't have a, a dumb character here. Yeah, and as Jason mentioned before, they 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 reuse some things from those other shorts, and that's one that exact thing happens in in All Hallows Eve. He yeah, what is the terrifier short of that? He puts the yeah. black bag over her head. Yeah. And and the girl breaks through the bag. So this this guy's tried this move twice, and it has not worked. Yeah. The other thing that we we <laughs> kind of missed over it earlier, I think it was with Tara, uh, Tara when he was chasing because it's something from the other movies with the the whip with the scalpels and the scissors on it. Yeah, like the cat of nine yeah. tails. And that's one of the things they show him making at the beginning yeah. of the movie is him drilling the hole in the scalpel and and and, and putting that whole thing together. Let's be fair. It, 
a lot of things have been redone in the horror genre, and that's a relative. I can't think of an example of like a homemade cat of nine tails. Can you? No, me I'm, neither. I'm not a horror expert, but that's kind of an original idea. I, I like so. that. Uh, when she breaks the hole, this is what you know. Art's taking some damage. He has been stabbed several times, hit with two by fours, and she shows it looks like a railroad spike into his foot when she breaks. One of my favorite things in the movie is after she stabs him in the foot and runs off and he's, he's in pain, but you know, he's not making any noise, but he looks at the camera and he just gives it the bird. Yeah. <laughs> like that's one of my favorite scenes is him giving her the bird as she's running off and he's got a spike in his foot. I mean, this, this almost gets to a point where this is kind of one of those movies where you start rooting for the killer, which I guess is yeah. kind of true for most slashers in a sense, but it, yeah, he is just sort of, it's it's a playhouse for him to to just kill people in creative ways mm-hmm. and that's kind of you yeah. know you got to just kind of roll with it yeah i like the part where uh, victoria is, is running around. she finds she sees her sister he has a wrapped in christmas lights with a circus sign they're running around art comes up and then the exterminator we thought was dead from earlier the one that was in the building because i i thought he was dead because art had like i mean he nailed him in the head with that hammer yeah I mean, but he obviously lives and he shows up and knocks Art over the head, knocking him out. Uh, but that's when we get the other kill of what y'all were talking about earlier, the face stomp. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Oh, that's actually. Which which we've seen in a bunch of movies now. I mean, and going back to another Drive. Halloween, I mean, a ho- Halloween 2, Drive, yeah. um, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I mean. Um, there's a there's a pretty gruesome head stomp in that movie oh, uh, and then drive Halloween uh the newest Halloween movie he does it to that doctor when he gets out of the car yeah, yeah right. same yeah. thing it's a, it's um, a great effect I, though and again they you know they they nail the effect it looks good the exterminator guy has called the cops at some point so the cops are on their way here everything's being foiled and he is the worst actor in the film I think <laughs> yeah he's Mike not very good exterminator oh boy dude yeah that, that part the, the little back and forth he has with the cat lady oh that was horrible so <laughs> bad and i was like oh my god my other favorite part or scene with art in in this section of the movie is when they're they're she has crawled through this barn door that's locked up and uh-huh. he's trying to get to her and he he reaches his hand back and you think he's going for a weapon and it comes back with that horn and he's just honking the horn and at he her. aggressively honks it at her almost like it's 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 a gun shooting you know honks at yeah. her. i really like that too that's that's a great moment. It makes me laugh out loud. Like that is that is a genuinely funny moment for oh, me. The one I like is the, the pretty much about the next scene. They uh, Victoria can hear the sirens and they're getting closer and closer. And she's looking through the crack of the door and nobody's there. And all of a sudden, you see the truck lights kick on and drive yeah. through the doors. My favorite scene is the jazz music playing on the radio and Art going, yeah, man. Yeah, Art this- loves freeform jazz. Dude, he? I love that scene. I laughed so hard both times that I watched this and I was just like, wow. But if we didn't, if we, if we didn't see anything and we didn't see how brutal he is enough, we get to the point where she's, she's taken out with this truck and she's still alive. He, proceeds to eat her face it looks like at first he was like tasting her blood and then the cops get there and that's another cool shot of art with the facial expression when they come through and they're like telling the freeze and he looks up like oh no i've been caught (laughs) yeah oh i'll throw some pictures up on our social media of his little faces i mean they're worth throwing up for people to take a look at oh i've got caught with my hand in the cookie jar you know and this (laughs) but yeah, another place where it 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 
takes a different path than your traditional yeah. like gun gun down the bad guy. And then, I mean, we'll get to the next scene, but um, no, like Art Art knows he's caught and just takes himself out. And and the shot of him shooting himself through the mouth in the head yeah. is a pretty pretty good practical oh, shot yeah. he falls down and and he's leaking out the back of his head you know it's not just a squib and we're done like they've got some extra little details that really look good yeah yeah because yeah. Well, the next scene when they get to the morgue that's when you hear one of the paramedics saying that yeah they got the police got there and he was eating her face yeah mm-hmm. and but the thing is like when he was tasting her blood before it's like he was whispering something to her being a pantomime yeah, i just saw him kind of licking the blood yeah, off of i thought face. i saw but like i said it could have just been what i thought i wanted to see but uh and the mortician there dude i mean or the guy that works on the morgue whatever man, or something yeah you Corner. better make a couple more pots of coffee <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean a, another trope of the grizzled corner that's happy to eat yeah. a sandwich next to the you know the dead bodies but that's another part that just feels like it drags a little bit i just give me the corner yeah. show me what else did what else did we do that in josh that where he throws the sandwich down on the the dead body was that, that a was, friday the 13th movie it's axel and in, in uh friday the 13th part throws four. the sandwich down on the body yeah, yeah. Like, it, but, but then this one the the uh paramedics are telling them about all the dead bodies they found and blah 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 and this guy killed him and then they went yeah and then you they point over and like, well, this is the guy. He does look good when he unzips it and his eyes are open. He's like kind of looking right at him. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the the visual of art is good. And I mean, he even got stabbed in the eye at one point, and yeah. they do good with like making it appear as though his eye has been gouged out. Yeah, um, I do like that. But yeah, even when even, like all this crazy strobe lights and stuff start going on, the which gives you the idea making of noises. Yeah, yeah, like plays into the whole supernatural supernatural aspect of this. And then, yeah, I mean, Art sits up, and even when he sits up, you can see the back of his yeah. head is, is like, blown open, and it's got stuff pouring out of it. Yeah. Um, but that's also when they let us know that Victoria survived this, and then big twist, like, the it, beginning of the movie is the actually end the, end the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, this this is what happened a year previous and what led to what happened in the beginning of this movie. I mean, yeah, it's it's glaring that this that's what they're setting this well, up. Well, and you even know that it... It, like Eric was saying that the beginning was the end because they're on TV and, and the girl's talking about, I saw him die and you see art mm-hmm. kick the TV. Yeah. So, you know, art is still alive because that was obviously happened in, in the now. It makes you think that a uh, scene of art prepping in the beginning was a year later. It takes place after the events of the film. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. gearing up for the, the next Halloween, which they are doing another a Terrifier 2, which was, again, crowdsourced as well, yeah. right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in 2019, like somewhere in the middle, but because of COVID, like everything else, fuck you, yeah. COVID, yeah. Uh, it got pushed back to, uh, like, was it 2019 or 2020? I think they even started it in 2019 and it's come out in 2020. I, forget, I keep forgetting we're in 2021 now. So nothing can stop art except for COVID. Yeah, only only the COVID can. That's the end of the movie. They leave you on that cliffhanger of, oh, well, she's the one who takes out the lady at the in, in, at the beginning of the Which movie. Which is also a little sawish, of of like victims bit. turning into killers and yeah, because that so. giggle she has after she leans back after popping out the eyes of the reporter, she's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. But I mean, after our conversation and all we've been talking about throughout this, like, I think that there is a lot here. Like, if you were to give this guy a budget. 
take some time to develop a good script with this character, I think we could have something potentially really, really good. But that's where in the dilemma lies, like, do we keep this as this cherished B character and let that evolve? Or do we... Do we think this could work better as something bigger budget and maybe I think you can you can sit firmly in the in the B movie horror slasher area and still have lots of room for improvement. I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, I, not to say that like I think if they gave the guy a big budget, you really could do some cool stuff with this, but I I don't think we probably wouldn't get as gory. And we probably wouldn't get as more, you know, as as demented and fucked up as we do if it were something that was going to be a major release. So, it it probably has well a really good audience in the B horror movie. But I mean, I think even even just a little bit more money for a better script mm-hmm. could really take this into a another like it could take it into another slasher franchise. But do we need another slasher franchise? Yes. Like, there's a lot of questions. Around, I wouldn't around mind. That. You know, saying goodbye to uh, soft, more soft films. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, of- we have more Saw coming. It's it's with it's Chris too- Rock, and it's called Spiral, yeah. and we're getting more of those, uh, dude. Because it's, it's Spiral from the Book of Saw, so Saw is still going along. Yeah, like this is a perfect example of let Saw. I mean, Saw is what it is, and it's had its time. Why reboot that? Like, you've got a a, a star horror filmmaker in the making here with this movie because. He, even though like the the script may not be that well, I mean he did write this, he produced it and directed, edited it. special so, effects. <laughs> that is impressive. I mean, no doubt. I'm I'm kind of shitting but, on this movie, but yeah, one guy doing all that is impressive. But if he had a good writing team that could develop a good story right. for him, he could still direct, and that would still be kind of in his wheelhouse. Sure. And in the in this age of of streaming services and stuff, yeah, you I don't, don't have to. You don't have to be mainstream release to be successful. You can, you know. Well, you've even seen the mainstream people go over to the streaming. I mean, you've got David Fincher pretty much exclusively working with Netflix. Right, right. Now. I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, the standard rules don't necessarily apply anymore. Yeah. Right. Again, fuck you, COVID. I, I would watch <laughs> Terrifier 2. As much as I didn't really care for this, I would watch the second one just to see where they take it. I would love to see Terrifier 2 in a theater and not have to worry about yeah. COVID. It would be good. I think, I think Eric hit the nail on the head earlier. Like, I think if, if, if all of us got together and turned Terrifier on with our buddy Nathan or any of our friends just kind of sat down and were like, hey, let's turn this on and watch it. I think you would probably develop a liking for the movie either way because it's going to be one of those that you watch with a crowd and respond to it with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um I think that may be why this movie isn't as popular as it probably could be is because maybe we're maybe we're at a point where we can't do that. But although this did come out a couple of years ago, but it's been a rough couple of well, years. But guys, you, but you think uh, like it being such an underground movie, sometimes they take a year or two to get them yeah. get that, you know, that ball rolling and. Well, our, our movie of the week we just did, Tremors. Yeah, I mean, Tremors is a good. And it was released in theaters and didn't find its audience until it hit home. Video. And I think that's what Art and Terrifier have done is uh, because of social media and everybody's passing around this really fucked up, scary looking clown. People were saying, you know, he can compete with Pennywise. That's a big deal. I mean, that's Stephen King horror we're talking about. I mean, I'm a diehard Michael Myers fan. Josh loves Jason Voorhees. Uh, 
Eric loves showgirls and what? what? Spreading rumors on the internet. I was I was catching him because he wasn't paying attention at the time. So I was seeing if he's paying attention. But we kind of need a a new icon. And I think uh I keep forgetting Damien Leon. Yeah. Has hit like like you just said, the nail on the head. He's gave us something that's different. Uh no cheesy Mm -hmm. one liners from you know, because I mean Fred Krueger, I love him. But after a while, the cheesy one-liners got old, and so on. I mean, we're we, uh, was it Clyde Barker's thinking about bringing uh, Hellraiser and Pinhead back, starting over? That's great. I would love to see that. But then again, it's rehashing an old thing. We have the new Halloween series, in which they're doing a great job with those. But I've had those. I would like a new taste. You know, you make a good point that Art the Clown strikes a good balance, and um, Alexander's. Is it Alexander Skarsgård who does Bill Pennywise? Skarsgard. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. There's too many Skarsgårds in Hollywood. They're everywhere. Um, but Bill Skarsgård has developed that kind of thing with Pennywise and giving a good balance to the clowniness and the creepiness. Mm-hmm. I think you really have that here with Art the Clown. And like you just said, like he has all of those same traits from a Michael Myers, a Jason Voorhees, and a Freddy Krueger, even without speaking. Yeah. It's the clown persona. It's the miming. It's all of that that interjects the little bit of comedy in with the horn or whatever, yeah. the flipping the girl off, um, that really kind of makes this sort of a horror character work. I think I'm a little more receptive now, too, because a few years back, you had an oversaturation of clowns. You had the, the True. real people that were creeping around in clown costumes. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Oh, that was becoming a thing. And then, you know, you had the the It movies coming out, and it was just too much, too many clowns. Well, we've actually had a, a, a number of just clowns. I mean, we have It. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the movie Stitches. Stitches a clown. It's another B. I haven't it's seen another B. I've heard of it. I haven't it's seen It's another it. B movie. We had the movie Clown that Eli Roth did a long time ago, and I, that was something that me and Josh Yeah. We're wanting to see for a while because it never got released in the U.S. We had to wait for Blu-ray and DVD, which I actually like because it's... I like that movie. I like that it, movie. They take a clown movie and take it from the a myth, the mythos of what a clown is and t- totally twist it. And it's, it's a great watch. I mean, if you're a person that's scared of clowns, don't watch that movie. Don't watch this movie either. I mean, there are people who have phobias of this. So again, like I said, we were saying like the whole Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees thing like that, that he's even worked it in that people have a natural fear of clowns and he's yeah. taking that on his own and, and just making yeah, And this- it's hard to do a, a new clown and yeah. have it not feel completely overdone. And I think they did a good job of creating. Well, that would even be a, that would be a cool concept to, to interject into something like this is that people have a, a, a serious fear of clowns. Uh, I don't know what the phobia is called. Like you could, they did touch on this a little bit in zombie land with Jesse Eisenberg, not liking clowns. And then you had a clown at the end of that. Um, But even from a a horror slasher standpoint like this, you could have not only is the fact that this thing's terrorizing people and killing people. You also have the fact that it is a, is he's, he's dressed as a clown and you have a phobia of clowns on top of everything else that's happening. Like that could be a cool little aspect to play with. Colrophobia is what it's called. Sorry, I had to find the uh, pronunciation there. Yeah, that's I what I was looking for. But I mean, like people have such that, like it says, it causes nausea and stuff because they're so yeah. scared. But I mean, this is great. I, I love the fact that somebody had the balls to try to create another horror icon because that's hard. I mean, it's hard. I mean, we've had 
Yeah. These, most of these horror icons have been around since Leatherface, uh, you know, Norman Bates and all them. And it's hard to do that right because we went years without any new horror icons. And I think if Damien Leon's able to stick with it and, and not let it get the best of him, um, if Terrifier 2 is any kind of an improvement on Terrifier, this could definitely stick. I mean, especially for hardcore horror fans. I mean, it's it's kind of right up the alley. And I mean, even if you toned back some of the torture aspects of this and just kept the gore side of it, could could make it, you know, could improve it as much. I mean, you know, there has to be a fine balance between torture and gore, I think. And that's where a lot of people get lost. Some people go overboard with the torture aspect of it and 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 overload you with torture and gore and not just the gore side of it. I know plenty of people who say they love horror movies. They like to be scared, but they don't like first words out of their yeah. mouth. I don't like Saw. I don't like Hostel. Torture porn, yeah. I mean, this movie has all of that and everything like that, but I still think it was done well. I'm not per se a, a Hostel overboard fan. Yeah. It was still a decent watch because it pushed the boundaries of a major release film with what they did in that movie. But uh, this movie, what he did, like I said, hopefully they give him a bigger budget. You know, he was a hundred grand. Maybe they'll give him 200 grand. Stay. I, I kind of like the gorilla filmmaking thing. Like he's, he's down here. I kind of like some of that, you know, I don't want to go big budget, you know, $10 million. Yeah. Let's still keep it small. I think more or less the budget would need to go to like a little bit better actor, a caliber of actor and maybe a little bit bigger of a budget for like cinematography and whatnot, because the movie looks cheap. Oh yeah. It's, that's that's one thing about it is it looks very cheap. Yeah, but the thing I think maybe that uh, kind of been what he wanted because um, you remember that movie uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I haven't okay. seen, I haven't well, seen it, but yeah, I yeah. I mean, it was one of those like a maniac and stuff like that, but it had that greedy, like very poorly shot type. Look yeah, that it. can work in in a, yeah. in a in a in a in a movie's favor. Like, you know, yeah. this kind of cheap it doesn't. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> the, well, and I mean, like those old, the, the older movies, especially 80s, 70s, like late 70s, Grindhouse, and it, like they're on film. They look gritty yeah. and nasty and like that aspect of it. This one, like the cinematography in this is almost too clean. Like, it, like you can tell it was shot with cameras that weren't meant for cinema. And they were, you know, they were working with their budget. So, I mean... It almost looks like this could have been like a YouTube movie yeah. or something like that. You know, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe he might have kind of wanted that. He wanted to have it like, hey, I'm going to make this really scary movie with nothing, but I'm going to put all the money into yeah. the special effects. Because I mean, even the terrorizer, I mean, or terror, terrifier logo uh, pops up. It is so 1980s logo yeah. the way it pops up. And I, but I like that. I kind of liked it. I'm sure like that's a, a stylistic choice. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I just. Like I said, if you people are going to watch this, get past the first five minutes of the movie, and it's fantastic as far as just a cool new horror icon for us. It's a gnarly horror well, movie. I mean, if if that's what you're looking for, yeah. I mean, our normal, you know, kind of adopting from our regular show and over to here, like a buy it, rent it, forget it sort of thing. Like this is, if you are a horror fan, uh, there, there's not even a rent it to this. I mean, it's free right now on streaming on Tubi Voodoo, and Voodoo. Yeah. Like, if you are a, if you are a horror fan and you've been reserved about this movie, I definitely say give it a shot because if you, if you if you like old slasher like old eighties slasher and iconic slasher movies and stuff like that, this is kind of right up that alley. And if you want to, uh, All Hallows Eve is on uh, Tubi too. 
or it's it's yeah. I watched it off of there. It's great. I mean, you got to watch commercials, but uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good to watch it because then you can kind of see the growth of art. Because like we were talking, yeah. it was a different person playing him in those, and you see the makeup change and different things through that, and we kind of see where how art ended up in the Terrifier theatrical release. Well, real quick here, I am going to go for a bigger quote. You're going to need a bigger quote. We, we've touched on the fact that the dialogue is not the strong suit in this movie, but there were a few lines that I jotted down that I thought were pretty good. Uh, one of them is uh, Dawn when she gets into the pizza place, or when they get to the pizza place, she comes and sits down, and she goes, that was the longest piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It made me laugh. That was one of mine, yeah. Uh, yeah, she says, that was the long, longest piss I've ever taken, I think is what she said. Yeah. Anybody write anything else down? I've got I've got one more, which we've already mentioned, but I want to go over it again. Uh, is there kindness in you from yeah. Cat Lady? Yeah, I wrote I, I wrote that down, but yeah, and our, Jason, did you have anything? Have you ever, like the whole thing? Have you ever felt a mother's touch? I I said it earlier. The whole once you've seen an eight year old microwave, uh, microwave and everything old. else, is you can't just, fit an eight year old. I mean, yeah, eight month old. Sorry. Uh, well, you can if you chop off their legs and their arms. <laughs> All right. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. We're talking horror movies, man. You got to be in that mentality. Oh, no, I'm just okay. Kidding. Yeah. I, the eight month old, the eight month old in the microwave was one that I wrote down. But I also like when the when the uh, the guys in the morgue and he's explaining everything. He goes, "You're gonna have to identify this guy by his teeth if you can dig him out of the back of his head." <laughs> All right, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and do some good, bad, good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad. The ugly. Why? Why? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Practical gore, art the clown. Yeah. The good. Plain and simple. Same here. Um, <laughs> Pretty much all three of us. <laughs> the bad and the ugly. I mean, we've talked about it throughout the thing. I mean, I would pinpoint the acting, the lack of a good story, and, and the... The makeup on the girl in the beginning, I don't really think is that great. I mean, that's the weakest makeup in the movie, in my opinion. So anybody got anything different, or is that pretty much all of our general consensus? I'm going to say bad is is just lack of any kind of development anywhere. I mean, even, even for somebody who loves genre films and loves horror films where you're, you're not expecting any kind of development or anything, but this is literally nothing. I mean, these people are just vessels for art to destroy, and there's really nothing else there. So yeah. I, you just need something there, even if it's just, mm-hmm. oh, I like this. I like sports. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Have somebody say something about who they are. I, th- there's just nothing there. Uh, and then ugly is just the way the film looks. It's just, it's just ugly. Yeah. yeah. Jason, you got anything different? Well, uh, um, I... I concur, Doctor, on the first part. Uh, I'm glad that we may possibly have a new horror icon in the film world and maybe have something to watch for the next, you know, five to ten years off and on. Uh, overall facials, expressions, I, I give it up just to the actor. I know it's some somewhat the prosthetics, but the actor himself who played Art, that man's great. The, bo- the bony cheeks and the Red pointy nose, nose and the chin. Uh, aligned with the smile yep. and the facial expressions is really what it's, 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 a, it's a, it's a full house. Well, I mean, know, it, like, but even not only that, even his body mannerisms, like when he does the, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like it's the, the guy nailed it. I mean, I'm glad that guy got the part, uh, the bad, of course, uh, the lack of acting, 
<laughs> the and everything else and then the uh ugly was just the horrible makeup on the uh, victim i mean yep. everything else is I, I i like i said it's the movie's growing on me and i've seen it twice i may watch it a third time but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring somebody else and let them watch it i want to share well i mean i'll go ahead. i mean i told you through text message when we were talking about doing this uh I've watched it twice now and I've, I've ordered the Blu-ray. Like I see me going back to this one a few times. I mainly because I want to watch it without fucking commercials. Yeah, that was brutal, dude. Brutal. Yeah. The commercials are kind of like, I mean, it was, it was I'm 82 ve- minutes of movie and maybe 20 minutes of commercials. Yeah. I mean, basically. it was, I didn't have that many commercials. It was a commercial every like 15 minutes or so, Ugh. but uh, just, yeah, I mean, the fact that it is free on the internet, I'm grateful for. Don't get me wrong. And the fact that it is not edited. It just has ads because you're watching it on a free app. Um, but they they do not edit it. It is it is it is in full force when you watch this movie. So it's on Tubi, it's on Voodoo. If you want to watch it, go there and watch it, but you will have commercials you have to sit through. But there is no editing. This thing is balls to the wall. And with that, let's talk about Top Kill. I'm pretty sure we're all going to have the same one. Am I wrong in assuming that? I just no, want to be different, so I'm going to pick I would say different. Eric's going to be different just because <laughs> it's Eric, so he's going to fight it. He's like, I really want to save the Dawn scene, but I'm not because that's what <laughs> Josh are going trying to do. to give a little variety here. That's all. That's all. I mean, they're, all the kills in this are very inventive. Oh, yeah. And I, for the most part, and I do like most of them, but... I can't I can't do a top kill without without Dawn. You can't I mean, deny that is the that is the moment of the film and everyone's gonna remember. So I, I don't I don't uh, can't That's really that. if, if you're if you're on the fence, that is the moment in this movie where you're going, Okay, I'm on board or okay, I'm done. Okay, let's do it this right. way. What's your top kill that's not Dawn? Second there second you go. Top. Bam. Second place. All right. Well then Eric, take it away. I think I'm gonna go with the Jack Lantern. You don't actually see the kill, but um, that visual, that design of the the guy's head carved into a jack lantern with the candles or whatever in it, it looks pretty rad. It's your first real image of horror in the film, uh, and and it it lets you know that this thing is is going to be gnarly. So I, I dig it. Okay, Jason, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with the face stomping of Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. That I like that. I love the effect. And uh, one thing we didn't uh, touch on when he's doing that, the silent laugh that he does afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. he is yeah. hysterically laughing that he just turned this guy's head into a pumpkin. One okay. improvement I would make to the head stomping scene is I wish his uh, clown shoes made little honk or squeak noises. <laughs> when he that would be that great. That a nice addition. But then, at, that would but then as he was creeping around, he would squeak everywhere. That's a great point. So okay. <laughs> you ruined my idea. Well, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of works for the the moment in this. So it would be it would be one of those things where like, yeah, he doesn't squeak when he's walking around, but when he stomps somebody's head, you get a squeaky yeah, noise. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it could be a, a sound, you know, a sound cue that's not even, you know, a real like in the film sound. You know right. what I mean? Just just something in the score, in the sound design. I don't know. I thought that would be kind of a nice addition. Well, if I'm going non-Don kill, I'm going with the other the other exterminator guy. The fucking knife the in the head and sawing the head off. Like that one's a great I one. even like it at, I, like I even like one. it at the end of that 
he puts his foot on his head so he can pull his knife out of the top of the head. And then he just kicks yeah. the head out of the, out of the shot. All right, guys. Well, I mean, that's our conversation about Terrifier and our first more modern movie that we've done within the VHS Files catalog catalog here i would love to do more more of this i mean i've been watching a lot more modern horror movies here lately so anytime we've got the opportunity to get on and talk about something like this we we definitely want to take the opportunity to do it we've discussed a few movies that could potentially be coming up in the future so um expect more of this from us and we'll also be going back and doing classic horror movies as well and talking about some of those some of the older b movies and whatnot yeah and if you're listening give us some ideas because like terrifier was a new movie to all three of us in a sense if there's something underground movie it might even be a youtube movie i don't care send it to us so we'll watch it and then maybe we'll talk about it on here i would love to do it well we'll take things into consideration i mean we 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 never know until we give them a shot that's exactly how this one came about uh we just saw a lot of buzz about it on the internet and decided hey let's give it a watch and we all kind of were able to watch it at the same time and you see what's happened. We're doing a doing a show about it. I think it, we're so. going to start seeing a lot of Art the Clown Halloween costumes, which makes it a little a little more creepy too. <laughs> like, I don't know if me and Josh can pull it off with these massive beards that we have, but Eric might be an idea. That's something to think about. Well, <laughs> again, this has been VHS Files presents the horror section. We do not know what we're talking about next time. We don't know when next time will even be, but at least you got this one out of us and we will let you know when we're going to be putting the next one out there for you. Until then, be kind, rewind. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's over. Jason's saying goodbye. (laughs) You've been listening to the VHS Files presents The Horror Section. Please drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. Interact with us on all social media outlets at VHS Files Podcast. Send us your questions, comments, and movie suggestions at VHS Files Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. No one will be able to tell between your voice and Kevin Bacon's, man. You both got that phony accent. You talk funny. I do? (laughs) I'm going to go have some chili dogs. I mean, I'll throw a y'all out there from time to time.